If somebody told me when I was 10 years old that one day you would be making a living from singing about Star Wars, I probably would have believed you because I love Star Wars that much. And wouldn't you know, that's exactly what happened. I have written dozens of songs literally about my favorite movie, Star Wars. It started in 2015, kind of by accident, but I've kept it up ever since. And on this episode, we're going to answer the question, why? Why write songs about Star Wars? But first, I'd like to say thank you. This is the first official episode of the show, and I'm so happy you're here. I'm hoping the show will serve as not only a diary of my own story, but hopefully inspire you and others to not quit your daydream. Whether you're a musician, a photographer, or a writer, or you just doodle and draw, whatever it is that you do, whatever you make, don't ever stop making it and be brave enough to share your art and your own story with others. This podcast is not necessarily an easy thing for me to do, especially on my own, but here we are. So thank you for joining me and let's get on with the show. So why do I write Star Wars songs? There's an old saying that country music is three chords and the truth. Now, it doesn't matter whether or not you like country music for this particular conversation, but this idea, I think, is the best way to describe a truly great song. It doesn't have to be complicated. You could just have three chords, but ideally, you're telling a story that somebody can relate to. Now, when I sit down to write a song, my three chords and a truth, it is really hard for me to find words to tell my story. Even in this podcast episode right now, I have notes and I know what I want to say, but it is the most difficult thing to put into words the things that I'm thinking, the things that I'm feeling. But on the musical side of things, the three chords come natural to me. They're like second nature. I can string chords and melodies together and start setting the musical bed of a song without even really trying. But as soon as I start to tell my story, there is some sort of roadblock in the way that stops me from being able to tell that truth. It's not to say I haven't tried it. I've written plenty of songs that are about me or about others that I know. But that vulnerability of telling a story that is you know, 100% true, or, you know, this is about me. That idea is very romantic, but it also kind of scares the crap out of me. So much so that most of the songs that I wrote growing up were not even really about anything. I would just kind of riff lyrics as I was singing melodies and make up the words as you go. And sometimes you come up with lyrics that are sentences, but they just sound cool. It's not necessarily a real story. It doesn't necessarily mean anything, but of course your song needs lyrics, so I had to sing something. Now, like I said at the beginning of the episode, you know, I didn't plan to write songs about Star Wars. I didn't sit down and say, you know what would make it really easy to write songs is if you just sang about Star Wars instead of your own life. I happened to make one parody song about Star Wars that became very popular and that gave me a reason to make more Star Wars songs, but there was no master plan from day one. The more and more that I wrote songs about Star Wars, 
the more and more this kind of silver lining revealed itself that since I'm drawing from the movies and the characters and you know even the dialogue a lot of the time, it serves as kind of a cheat code for me to be able to finish my music. There's already a great story that somebody else has written. And while it might not be my truth, I'm so familiar with it, having seen the movies and played the video games and immersed myself within this fictional universe that I don't have to worry about figuring out what to say. It's already there for me to kind of pick and choose from. And I still do struggle with putting the lyrics together because you want things to rhyme and fit perfectly within the rhythm of the song. So there's still a lot of work that goes into it, even if I'm taking a line of dialogue directly from the movies, but it does make it a lot easier. And then I can just focus on what I really enjoy doing, which is really just making music. I'm not a, I'm not a writer. I'm definitely not a public speaker, but I do consider myself a musician. I want to focus on the music. And I'm lucky to have Star Wars to lean on to make the whole process more enjoyable, really. Now, of course, it's a twofold thing that, you know, I get the dialogue to cherry pick lyrics from. I also get this X factor of everyone else that likes Star Wars can relate. Of course, they're not relating to my personal truth, but in some way, shape or form, we all relate to Star Wars. And that's the connection that I'm making in my songs. I don't think I'm Luke Skywalker when I'm writing a song, but I'm looking for those moments that we can all grab onto, the lessons learned in the story or somebody else's journey and every now and then just a silly line of dialogue that we can kind of poke fun at as well. So I hate to say that I'm cheating again here, but it gives other people a reason to care about my music where if I was just making up lyrics, no one's going to be able to relate to that. It's not going to work. There's no truth there. So I don't think we can call my songs Three Chords and The Truth, but maybe we could call them Three Chords and The Force. And speaking of The Force, why don't we play a song? For a thousand years, we've been plotting our revenge in secret while hiding in plain sight. And now we're here and we'll reveal ourselves and defeat every Jedi Knight. It's time to rise up and time to fight back. It's been this way for too long. The dark side and the light, it's a battle for your life. Who will win and who will fall? Who will triumph through it all? If you want to hear the full song, you can get it exclusively at patreon.com slash royishgoodlooks. Join the bonus tracks tier and you'll get new songs from me every month, like acoustic versions, live recordings, demos, and other rare unreleased songs. Of course, you'll get my officially released songs as well. These are just bonus tracks. So if that sounds good to you, head to patreon.com slash royishgoodlooks. Join today and you'll be helping support the show. Everyone likes to think that they have a unique sound or a unique artistry and nobody's does quite what they do. I'm not sure what my sound is. When somebody asks what kind of music I write, I normally just say it's pop rock music and kind of catchy and they're about Star Wars. If I had to compare myself to anyone, 
I would probably say Jonathan Colton. He's one of my biggest inspirations as an artist because all of his songs are geeky and nerdy and generally silly, even though he does have some serious songs too. But his music is just fantastic, even though most of his songs, you know, aren't about his own experiences. So obviously I can relate to that. If you've never heard of him, you have to look him up. He wrote the song Still Alive that plays at the end of Portal, the video game, and has songs about zombies and evil geniuses and robot overlords and a couple of quote-unquote normal songs in between all of those. And actually, one of my favorite Jonathan Colton songs isn't one of his nerdy songs. He has a song called A Talk With George and... I don't know the exact inspiration for it or what the real story is, but it's a great song about following your dreams and making the most of your time here on earth. And man, he's just such a great artist that walks this line of being sort of parody and jokey, but also really great songwriting and musicianship to boot, which is basically what I would like to be known for. You don't want to be known as being a parody artist or a cover artist or, you know, a one-hit wonder. You want people to take your art seriously, even if your songs are kind of silly. I get a lot of comparisons to Weird Al Yankovic, which I can definitely understand given the nature of the subject matter of a lot of my songs. Of course, Weird Al has the best Star Wars parody song of all time. And I don't know if Weird Al does original music, but most of the songs that I put out are totally original, minus the Star Wars part. And obviously, that's what I would like to stand the test of time, is just simply my musicianship rather than being the parody guy. Even though, you know, I keep making these songs and digging myself deeper and deeper into this Star Wars hole, which kind of begs the question, will I ever release normal, everyday music? or you know, people have asked, will you write a song about Harry Potter or Spider-Man? And, you know, I don't know those properties as well as I know Star Wars. So that's probably not going to be the case. But the idea could definitely be the same that I could write a song about any movie, I assume. But what about just regular songs about my life? And of course, I would love to be able to do that. A few years ago, I had an idea for an EP. It was going to be five songs. And it was pretty close to being completed. I had actually been on a roll of writing songs that were, you know, my truth, really. And I was excited at the idea of completing this kind of album of sorts that, you know, it wasn't going to be just one song. It was going to be kind of an event. And I made these grand plans and I demoed out the EP. I had all the guitars recorded. And I think I finished vocals on two of the songs, but unfortunately, the project just sort of fell by the wayside. You know, I'd kind of review what I had done every now and then, and I'll open up Notes app and I'll see my master plan kind of written out. But, you know, it's hard enough just to finish one song, let alone do five and do five songs as awesome as you could do one song. And I kind of have a bad habit of belaboring over all of the creative work I do. And of course, you want to do the best that you can possibly do. The downside is sometimes you don't end up finishing what you start 
or you know, there's just another thing that comes up that draws your attention away. I have a habit of coming up with new crazy ideas, and sometimes I just go off in a totally different direction. The good news is those songs haven't gone anywhere. I could still put them out in the future, but it does worry me that it would catch people off guard, especially if I was to just post a new song to my YouTube channel with no context and it's not about Star Wars, it's not about Spider-Man or any kind of nerdy thing. And because of that, maybe no one will care. Obviously, if I write a song about Ahsoka Tano or Boba Fett, that I would have to assume that those songs would be more popular than a song that was just about me. It's not to say that I'll never put out these kinds of songs. It just has to be a right time, right place sort of thing. And if I ever do that, I think we'll answer the question of if my songwriting sensibilities can truly transcend uh, the topic of Star Wars. Am I even capable of writing a song that people like if it doesn't have this Star Wars veneer over top? And obviously, I can't answer that question myself. So you tell me, are there any of you that listen to my music simply because you like the music and not because it's about Star Wars? I don't know. So send me a tweet or leave a review on the podcast and let me know. All right, let's take some questions from our patrons on Patreon. Kevin asks, when you go to write a song, does the music come first or the lyrics? This is definitely a chicken or the egg kind of thing. I would say most of the time, the music comes first in the form of some sort of like melody and scatting lyrics, kind of like I mentioned earlier, just kind of making something up as I go, plunking away on some chords. But if something is going to turn into a Star Wars song, it's almost always inspired by some sort of line of dialogue or, you know, a very specific story where this is going to be the hook line in the chorus. And this is actually the case on a song I'm working on right now, where the chorus is a line of dialogue from the movies that is just too good to not be a lyric in a song. So in that case, the lyric sort of came first, but you're not going to get a great song without a great melody. So you have to pair those two things together. That's kind of the trick. Sometimes I have a bed of music and then I'll start freestyling lyrics over it. That was the case with the song Bring Balance to the Force. It starts with this sort of mysterious guitar part. And that was never really intended to be about anything in particular. But that tonality kind of reminded me of Tatooine. And that's where we got the on a desert planet. And then all of a sudden you're writing a song about Anakin or Sarlacc pits. Now, there's a couple examples where I have written all of the lyrics for the song before doing the music. And that's whenever I've done a parody. Of course, the music's already there. But I'm not usually choosing to do a parody because I love the music. It's more so the parody lyrics naturally fit over that song. I'm probably going to do an episode all about parodies at some point, but that's the key. That's what makes a great parody. It has to just be totally natural. Then Brian and Peyton ask, how long does it take to come up with a topic, write music, write lyrics, and put together a whole song? So. 
We're going to talk about a lot of these things in depth on future episodes of the show. But in general, it could be anywhere from one day to several months. Sometimes the stars align and everything goes perfect and you can write the song in one day, record it the next day, and then post it to YouTube. But other times it's a little trickier and some songs need more work or they're just missing one part to get it to the finish line. But I'd say on average, it probably takes about one to two weeks from coming up with the original idea to having a pretty much finished mix of the song. So thank you for the questions. If you'd like to submit a question yourself, you can join our Patreon and I'll answer it either here on the show or directly on Patreon. If you're enjoying the podcast and you'd like to show your support, Patreon is the best way. You'll help me keep the lights on both metaphorically and literally. Plus, you'll get a few perks in return, like song downloads, Ask Me Anything Q&A threads, exclusive live recordings and rare, never-before-heard, unreleased recordings. I'll review your art or whatever you make and give you my thoughts. And you can even get your name in the credits of new podcasts and new YouTube videos. So if you like the show and you want to help out, join Patreon or follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Royish Good Looks. You can also join our private Facebook group. It's just called Royish Good Looks. Oh, and TikTok, though I have no idea how to use it, but I have posted a few TikToks, so I'm everywhere. And finally, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review wherever you're tuning in from. It helps the podcast show up in searches. And of course, I want to hear what you think of the show as well. You can share the show with your friends. I'd really appreciate it. Either way, thank you for listening and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Take care.